Hello and welcome to the High Performance Hive podcast. I'm your host, Harmony Jade. The High Performance Hive is your go-to podcast for powerhouse businesswomen who want to squeeze more juice out of life, upgrade their mindset and cultivate a hustle-free lifestyle, all whilst creating an aspirational dream business with ease and flow. I'm a huge fan of community and I would love to connect with you. So screenshot the episode and tag us at Harmony double underscore Jade on Instagram with what you loved about this episode. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the High Performance Hive podcast. I'm your host, Harmony Jade. And today I am so fucking excited because not only is it the first interview for the High Performance Hive, but I have Kate White here, who is the creative genius um, and a Kajabi expert. She is the launch queen. And she actually helped me launch my program, The High Performance Hive, earlier this year, which time has just flown. But she is absolutely phenomenal and helps you get any course out there launched and making you money. She has so far to date made businesses nearly over a million dollars in revenue. So, Joining us today is Kate White. Kate, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I always hear people being introduced on podcasts and I'm like, wow, what a spiel. And I just heard mine and I kind of loved it. (laughs) Well, that's who you are and I love that about you. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. You're so welcome. Thanks for joining me and especially on our first interview with the High Performance Hype. So I'm so excited to have you. Kate and I have known each other for a little while now. We actually met in the Steph Gorton business coaching program a couple of years ago, which actually even just saying that out aloud is a little bit scary. Uh, (laughs) But we also were part roomies at a business retreat last year in Bali, which was phenomenal. And we worked together at the start of this year. And honestly, Kate is just the nicest human you will ever, ever meet, as well as being a genius. So... (laughs) I'm super excited to have you here today. Would you like to share a little bit about yourself, who you are when you're not at work, some hobbies? Yeah, tell us who is Kate. So Kate is a businesswoman. So I love what I do, first off. And it's taken me a while to be like, hey, you need hobbies too. But (laughs) I do actually love my hobbies. So I'm a bit of a gym rat. I rescue kittens in my free time. I tackle my huge dog that just is nightmare in itself that I love to death, camping girl, all the outdoor things. Yeah, that's about it. That's that's me. Amazing. And did I recently see that you've taken up pole dancing? I have. Yes. It hurts so bad, but I'm loving it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. I definitely don't have the strength for that, but it's impressive. I don't have the sexy gene either. Like, you know, you, you picture it in your head. I filmed it. That film is never seeing the light of day. I just don't have that gene, but it's a good time. (laughs) (laughs) That's all that matters is if you're having fun in life, then that's what we're all about. So that is awesome. Tell us a little bit more about your business. I obviously know what you do because I've been a client of yours and your business and your service model is phenomenal. But tell the people, what does the Launch Queen do? So the Launch Queen takes you from step one of, I want to launch an online course, an online program, all the way to your actual launch day. So 
you go from, oh, I've got this amazing idea. It sits on your vision board for however long we help you design your offer, your pricing, your curriculums, all of those things to just make it a kick-ass offer, all the way to doing the tech for you and setting up your marketing strategy and kind of just holding your hand along that way so that you don't have to do it alone. And you mentioned that we've gotten our clients almost a million dollars. Well, we actually ticked over a million the other day. So that was just beyond exciting. And the whole point of that is, you know, we're all about big launch results. We love to see, I made this much in my launch and I made this much in my launch. But what I'm really passionate about is the longevity and the consistency of, yeah, I made this much in my launch, but six months down the line, I'm still bringing in revenue. So that's really what I'm passionate about and what we do. I love that. So helping businesses actually have a sustainable model of of launching their program. That's amazing. Absolutely love that. Awesome. And because we've known each other for a little bit, I've heard a little bit of stories about kind of like you're growing up and you're from a very successful, very high-performing family. Some of the listeners may actually know one or two of your sisters actually, who are photographers, both of them. Tell us a little bit about growing up in your family and where you kind of started becoming that high achiever or really wanting to be successful with your own business. I don't remember an exact moment, but I remember just being very disappointed in myself for not being a writer because that's actually the background that I come from. Every single person in my immediate family has written a book. Two of them are New York Times bestselling authors, you know, multiple books, that kind of thing. And I've just never, never been a writer ever. Cannot do it. Really tried. And then when I kind of found what I was passionate about, it was a huge deal for me. And I realized that I'm just passionate about business in general. And that's where I shine. And that's what drives me. So it took me a while to get there. I uh, I started dabbling in social media management years and years ago, and that was kind of my first entry into the business world, but it definitely took me a lot longer than the rest of my family. Awesome. And so how did you end up deciding to come towards actual launch, you know, a launch model business anyway? How did you come across your business or start your business? So... I was working for quite a few businesses doing social media management and that kind of thing. And my dad owns a, well, he's a YouTuber and he runs multiple businesses and companies and things like that. And I started working for one of his companies doing their socials and things like that. And they asked me to take over a launch. And it was actually my idea that they should start doing education because I knew that the industry was taking off like crazy. The education, online education was just up and up and up. And the launch went so well. It went unbelievably well. And I had the space because it was my dad's business. Um, I had the space to try things and to fail and to then succeed and to try absolutely everything, learn new programs. And I just had the freedom to do that, which I think it probably helped me grow a lot faster than potentially other people that don't have that space. So I'm very grateful for that. And when it started doing so well, other people in the industry started asking me to do the same thing and I was able to replicate it. And we were having more amazing launches and putting together amazing tech that was just like running with ease and automation and passive. And that was kind of like the buzzwords then at that point in time. And it all just took off from there. 
That's amazing. What a great opportunity. And especially like, you know, you get to trial and test everything in someone else's business. I love that too. <laughs> yeah. I am so grateful that I just had that space to just be like, all right, let's see if this works. Let's throw it at the wall, see if it works. And now that's such a big part of what I say to my clients, throw it at the wall, like just try, see what works. I'm all about strategy, but everyone's strategy is going to be different. Everyone is going to be different. Your business, how you want to run your business, your lifestyle, all those things. Throw it at the wall, see if it sticks. Absolutely. And speaking of lifestyle, how do you kind of maintain everything you do? Like, you know, your business is fully booked out. Like how many months in advance are you booked out now? Oh, I mean, we took our first booking for 2024 a few weeks ago. Oh, shit. Yeah, for January, because <laughs> it's such a coveted launch time. People just want to get in for their January launches. But I mean, I do have space for this year. But yeah, people just, especially January, they just want to jump in for January. So yeah, we do book out quite far in advance. Amazing. So how do you juggle having that personal life, you know, getting away camping and running a really successful business? You know what? I wish I could come up with a very holistic answer, and, but honestly, it's my team. I couldn't before. I really, really struggled to take that time away and then also not feel the guilt. I used to really struggle with guilt. And then I brought on the team. Having faith in your team and just trust that they've got it was a massive game changer for me. And then it just came to, well, I could micromanage this. I could be, you know, I could sit on top of this and not enjoy public holidays and go online during the weekend. And there's a place for that. There's a time of hustle where I love being online on the weekends and working weekends because I'm inspired by what I'm doing, but not all the time. And it's learning that when you don't need to do that in your business, just don't, because I want to be excited to come to work on Monday morning. I know that if I don't take proper time off, I'm not going to be excited on Monday morning. And suddenly my head will get closer and closer to the desk as I'm working. And (laughs) suddenly TikTok will be calling my name and Facebook and all these time-wasting things because I'm tired and it's just not worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. love that. And so you talked about hiring a team and, you know, obviously your team are amazing. How long did it take when you first started your business to hire a team? And did you go through those phases of kind of like burning out, that sort of thing? Massively. I had major, major burnout. And also because um, I struggle with endometriosis, the slightest bit of inflammation in my body just takes me out. So if I'm overly stressed, I burn out mentally and then I burn out physically as well, big time. So I went through... It probably wasn't a year, but a solid six to nine months of feeling so, so good and then hitting rock bottom, feeling so, so good. And it was just an absolute roller coaster. So I was burning out consistently for a long time. And when you're bringing on a team, it doesn't happen overnight. I was still burning out because I didn't know how to let go. I didn't know how to actually physically outsource the work. And hand it over because, you know, we go through, oh, well, just be quicker to do it myself. And I did that and I played that game for so long. And it was as soon as I just let go of perfectionism and just said, make decisions. If you hand over your decision making to your team, you relieve space in your brain. And that was a big one for me. Love that. 
And so what do you think was the biggest causer of the burnout? Was it just physical hours that you were doing everything yourself? Yeah, yeah cool. Physical How many hours. hours a week were you doing? Oh my gosh, a lot. When I first started my business, <laughs> I used to take my laptop to the gym. I'm not even kidding. I took my laptop to the gym because I was like, oh, I'm going to work out. Like, I'm just going to go and get some fresh air. Like, I'm going to go to the gym, but I'm going to take my laptop. And I think about that now and I'm like, that is insane. So don't judge me too much. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to work out. I'm going to train. And then I'd, oh, I've got to work, you know. And then I'd kind of watch people working out during the class. And I mean, I've gone to the gym for three years. So I know everyone there. It's a good vibe. So I'd just like go and hang out and work, not train. So that should give you an idea of a little bit how crazy I was working into the night, weekends taking my laptop on holidays, all the things that you're not supposed to do. Oh my gosh. Taking your laptop to the gym. That's a first. I don't think I've ever heard that before. It's pretty (laughs) crazy. And I'm almost ashamed to put that online. Yeah. But you know what? I love that you're sharing that. And I immediately thank you because you won't be the only one. You won't be the only one. I mean, I've definitely skipped gym so that I can work longer and I've done those sorts of things. Guilty. I just felt so guilty because I was trying so hard to prioritize self-care, but I couldn't physically do it. I'd be like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to take care of myself. And then I get there, but my anxiety was so high that I needed to be working. So I'd just work, you know, and terrible. I know. (laughs) Yeah. And so what was making you anxious? Guilt for not working and not growing at the speed that I wanted to be growing, which looking back now, I grew incredibly quickly, which Yeah, there was a lot of guilt and there was a lot of anxiety that I was going to let down my clients. I didn't want to be perceived as not a hard worker either. So what changed? Was there like a moment where you were like, oh my God, this is enough? Like, you know, did you hit a point where you're just like, okay, I'm so fucking sick of burning out. What happened? Where did the change come from? I did mindset work. That was a big one. A lot of mindset work. And drilling into my brain over and over and over again that you don't need to work hard to be a good worker. You just need to work smarter. And that I just couldn't do it anymore. I um I did have a very rock bottom moment on a Sunday night where I had dropped the ball on a bunch of stuff that was supposed to be going out that week because I just purely didn't have the time. And look, the launch went so well. It was actually one of like the best launches. But it was so stressful and I cried. I just bawled my eyes out because I didn't know how to actually do the work. It's like a Sunday night. I did not have the energy. I did not have the brain space. It really wasn't actually that much work. So when I managed to sit down and do it, it was all okay. But to me, it felt so massive. And it was a very, very low point in that even the tiniest bit of work Doing the bare minimum felt like a mountain. And I think that that's probably the pinnacle of burnout for most people, just feeling like something so basic will take them out. And that was a very low point for me. And I just knew that something had to change. And from then on, I really started working on my mindset and knew that I needed to bring on a team if I wanted to keep this level of growth. Amazing. Yeah. It's a bit scary, isn't it? When you hit that point, you're like, fuck, I can't actually meet you know, my client's expectations and, Absolutely. you know, it's a little bit scary. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so you-, you mentioned mindset work. What does mindset work look like? I think it looks a little bit different for everyone. I only realize 
kind of after all of this, how important it is, because I always hear people talking about how important it is. And I'm just a very much just like, get it done, do the work. Like, yeah, I'm not like I'm woo-woo, but I'm not woo-woo, if that makes sense. <laughs> I just struggle to like see the connections between mindset and your business. And until I actually started listening and implementing what my mindset coach was telling me because you can listen but not implement and just think Mm -hmm. oh yeah that makes sense and nod your head and agree but until you actually implement and do the work it's mindset work not just I'm gonna listen and hope that something enters my brain it's work it's mindset work so yeah for me it was just taking action to not take action my struggle was I have to be doing it now. I have to be working now. Yeah, all of those things. And it was just learning that what you have to do is rest. What you have to do is take some time off. What you have to do isn't necessarily what you think that you need to do in order to get where you want to go. Love that. Love that. So you mentioned before as well about having brain space when you take a break. And what do you think that allows you to do? Like when you started to take more time out of your business, you started to hire a few people to help you. What did it mean for you when you actually had that extra space? What changed? I could stop working in my business and start working on my business. That was massive because I also realized the goals that I had were not achievable with the type of business that I had created. But I couldn't see that when I was in the bowl or in the jar, rather. You can't read the label when you're in the jar. And it gave me the space to exit the jar, read the label and go, all right, things need to change. And maybe potentially this isn't the messaging that I want or the type of business that I want. It needs to shift to a different model if I want want to achieve my goals. Yeah, absolutely. And when you started to make that shift, did it impact your business immediately or did it take time? It definitely took time. When we went to Bali, there was a huge realization that my business was running without me. I took a week off and my business did better than it had done for like a quarter, like three months. I had the biggest month in business and I wasn't there for 60% of the month. I was just gone. I wasn't present within the business. I was, yes, on social media and all these things, but I wasn't doing the actual turn the cog work, you know, and I had the biggest month in business ever. And it was this realization that it was going to run without me and that I could work on focusing on the things that I loved doing the most, which was supporting clients and doing the business side of things. So actually growing the business and hand off the rest. And that was a huge realization, but it definitely still took time. So it was kind of a realization that happened very quickly, but it still took time to actually implement all the trainings and the teachings for my team and carry on growing. It does definitely take time. Amazing. I imagine that being in Bali, having your biggest month ever, knowing that your business is, you know, supporting your customers fully and you're not even there. Yeah. Like that's literally the dream. (laughs) It was insane. It was just such a boom moment. And It was from that moment that I knew that my messaging also needed to, like just so much happened in that week. And it's just, yeah, kind of just gone up and up from there. Amazing. I love that so much. Beautiful. I guess speaking of achievements, because you just mentioned your biggest month ever, it can be career, maybe it's life. What is your biggest achievement to date? And 
and why? Like, why do you think that's the biggest achievement? But also, what did it take to get you there? This is one of those questions that I really struggle to answer because biggest achievement, I've got many different achievements. If we're just talking business, I'd probably just say where it is now, where my business is now, the achievement of being happy and running this business at the same time, being not burnt out and running this business at the same time, because I was in that cycle for so, so long that just not being burnt out and still having the growth that I have is huge. I'd probably, yeah, call that my biggest achievement in business. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'd call that a huge fucking win for any business owner (laughs) to be running a successful, profitable business and not burning out. Like that's a huge win. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So on the flip side of that, (laughs) what is a time that you remember failing tremendously and what did you learn? Oh, failing tremendously. Or maybe it wasn't tremendously. Maybe it was tragically. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I look, I've let clients down and uh, no one wants to talk about it because it's not nice. It's not good for our business. But the truth is the truth. One comes to mind. A launch went wrong. It was completely devastating to me. A bunch of the tech failed. I was out of signal because I thought that everything would go well. I wasn't actually, I had like a package where, you know, I'd set up all the tech for you and then you'd kind of just like do the launch yourself. And I left reception and the tech broke and there was a huge Kajabi malfunction and I wasn't there to fix it. And I beat myself up about that for a solid year and a half of just like torturing myself. But that's what happens when you're in business. You make mistakes. And I learned so much from that. That was probably, I suppose, my biggest failure just because I just felt like I'd let myself down. I'd let my client down. I didn't handle the situation very well. Probably could have handled that better, but you know, you grow, you learn. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. And so what changed in your business after that? Did you have to change your system or your structure? Yeah, massively. I uh, never went on holiday again when someone was (laughs) launching. It doesn't matter how many times you check over tech something's probably going to break. And I always say in one launch, something breaks because we are not robots. We are people and we can, I call them quality control checks. And I've got like a whole department. I've got like a team member that just does that pretty much, just does quality control checks. And still sometimes things break. So yeah, we implemented quality control checks and then no going on holiday when people launch, no going out of signal, be on the laptop, refreshing the page all day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, And I guess that's one of the things. And the reason I include that question is because you're right. No one talks about their failures and everyone just like sweeps this stuff under the carpet and they just think no one needs to know about that. But I think it's really important to allow ourselves to fail because, I mean, you talked earlier about being a perfectionist and, you know, especially when you're in a family of people that are really high achievers as well or academics and that sort of thing, we put so much pressure on ourselves just to be perfect and to get it right the first time. And, you know, we would think our first business is going to be fucking phenomenal, but, you know, most people are going to have to pivot seven times before their business actually takes off and they're on the right path. 
So I think it's really important to talk about those moments that were either felt a little bit shit or, you know, something went wrong because we learn from those. And unless you make mistakes, you can't learn, you can't grow, and you're just cruising. (laughs) Yep. And everyone's got them. Absolutely. Everyone's got a story like that where shit just went downhill and you pivot and you learn from it and you grow from it. And then you look back at it and you're like, I needed that. I definitely needed that. Yeah. And they also make for really good stories. (laughs) On podcasts. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think if you're not making mistakes, then you're also not pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and you're not changing your business. And that's when we become a blocker as well of our own business. When we're not doing things differently, we're not evolving with the times, we're not evolving with our customers, we're not evolving with tech. We definitely hold our business and our customers back because ultimately it's about the customer. And we can't help them grow their business if we just keep everything the same and we're not evolving. So thank you for sharing vulnerability. (laughs) (laughs) I have a few little kind of fast fire questions for you. So I've got five questions. One of them has got a little extra component in it. So are you ready for these little fast questions? Whatever comes to top of mind first. So what do you think are the top three habits or characteristics of a high performer? And these are fast fire. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Top three characteristics. I think knowing when to ask for help because we're all humans, taking care of their body over everything else, mm. and just learning to find the joy in things that maybe just don't feel joyful or just, just look for the joy, you know? Yeah. Love that. Love that. Awesome questions. And I love that you, you know, saying taking care of yourself, especially your body, You've got to be business and life fit. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Number one tip, if you're feeling stressed or anxious, what do you like to do? Walk away. Just walk away from whatever you're doing. Go and have a walk. Go to the gym, move your body, go and have a really good snack. Just stop what you're doing because you're not going to be productive at all. Love that. Uh, favorite destination in the world? I think South Africa or Bali. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> love that. South Africa is phenomenal. I've spent a bit of time there as well. And I love that, especially because it's home for you. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> also a little bit partial to Bali, as you guys know. <laughs> if you were a meal or a cocktail, what would you be and why? Pizza, because I'm just pizza walking because I eat so much pizza. <laughs> I couldn't say anything else, really. Gin and tonic, because I'm not everyone's taste, but those who get it, get it. Yeah, Yeah. love that. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. It's my favorite answer all day. (laughs) What is at the top of your bucket list right now? I would love to go horseback riding in Namibia. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I just got this vision. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds incredible, right? (laughs) Yeah. When you go, let me know. (laughs) Sounds phenomenal. Thank you. That is our fast five, a little bit random questions, but I like to just throw some quirky stuff in there because why not? This is an extra bonus question. If someone was starting their business now and they think that they need to do it all, maybe they don't have the money to outsource to a team yet, what advice would you give them? Lean into it because at some point you will need to know how to do all those things that feel incredibly hard and that you just want to outsource. I'm all about outsourcing, but you also need to know how to do them. So if it doesn't feel natural to you and you're coming up with all of these stories of I'm not good at this, 
I'm just not a tech person. I'm not a numbers person. Change the story and get good at it because there's no reason why you can't become good at it. Absolutely. Anyone with the right attitude absolutely can learn anything. Love that. Tell us a little bit about what is happening at the moment in your business. Have you got anything you want to share with people? How can they get in contact with you? Well, oh, now that you ask, <laughs> hit me up on Instagram. I'm always down for a chat, especially if you have a launch coming up or you've got a course idea. I love a good brainstorm session. I love conversations. I love to know where you are at your, in your, your launching journey. Yeah, just hit me up. Amazing. That's fabulous. And we'll include Kate's details in our show notes as well. So definitely jump down there if you need the extra details, but you can find her at Launch Queen on Instagram and watch her reels. She's got some epic reels, really fun educational reels. And if you don't think that your business can create a course, Kate will challenge you otherwise. (laughs) We've got such a cool series of reels coming out at the moment all about how to sell your course. And it's like a really intensive, um, yeah, like 15 part series of like all the ways that you can sell your online course and make it passive and consistent. Yeah. Super excited about that. So it's coming out soon. I love that. Kate's eyes just lit up at um, talking about that. This is how passionate she is. (laughs) So definitely get in contact with Kate, even if you don't want to launch anything, Kate's just an epic human. Thank you so much for joining me today for our first ever interview on the High Performance Hive podcast. It's been so nice just to catch up. It's so good. Thanks so much for having me. That was so much fun. You are very welcome. Well, stay tuned to the podcast. Make sure you jump in and give us a follow. Turn your notifications on to tune into the next episode and we'll wrap up here thanks Kate so much have a great day everyone thank you so much for listening to today's episode you've been listening to the high performance hive podcast I'm Harmony Jade I would love to know what your biggest takeaways are from today's episode and what resonated with you the most so if you haven't already take a screenshot of this episode and post it to your socials tag us at harmony double underscore jade as well as please leave us a review. I would be super, super grateful to hear from you with your review on our podcast platform. If you also are someone who has a story of burnout to breakthrough, hustle to happiness, or maybe you're a high performer that is living the absolute dream, then I would love to hear about you and your story. Meanwhile, please go out there and chase your biggest fuck dream and Share it with all of your friends so that they can help support and lift you up. Until next episode, please like, follow and share. We'll catch you soon.